0: Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, as they shouted out with glee. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history.
1: Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, had a very shining nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it.
2: Get down. Down a block.
3: Little kids start to rock.
1: Christmas is a rocking time. Put your body next to mine. Underneath the mistletoe we go. We go.
2: And never you're fire I hope you have a good one I hope mama gets the shopping done guitar.
3: You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. to town. Watch out, you better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and he's checking it twice. He's going to find out who is naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping.
4: Yo, yo, what is up, Bridge Youth? Welcome home. How you doing? Let's hear some noise. <laughs> Welcome check, to Kenneth check, Youth. Check. You'll get a mic up Kenneth.
5: Check, Kenneth. check, check. That's it. There we go. Yo. What is up, Bridge Youth? Welcome, everybody, to our Wednesday night service tonight. Woo! All right, we're so excited to have you guys all with us here tonight. If it's your first time here, we love you, we back you. You're instantly family to us. We're here to build you up, not. You up. I don't know if I've ever said that for the stage. I was. funny Unless about. Kenneth can,
4: Kenneth can low key fight. I will fight. Is that what you said? That's how you can low key fight. Oh,
5: oh
4: I wish. That's probably it? the biggest cap that's after, ever been
5: said After service, me, Kenneth. <laughs> but yeah, we love you guys. Uh, if it's your first time here, we just want to include you guys in. I'm Bridge Youth, and you guys are just instantly family to us,
4: and welcome. Yep, and we're going to go into our family time game. This is one of our favorite parts of the night, and today, we're going to learn a little bit about our leaders. We're going to play a game that has some true or false questions, and we're going to have to see who thinks it's true who thinks it's false, and we'll see mm-hmm. if we know who we are. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So we're going to have some
5: true or false questions come up on this projector, and then we're going to go ahead and have you guys stand up if you think it's true, and remain seating if you think the answer to the question is false. Yep, so when the questions
4: go up, stand up if you think it is true, and sit down if you think it is false. All right, if we can get the first question up on the board, please. The first one is that I lost $10,000 at a gas station. Stand up if you think it's true, sit down if you think it's false. All right, stand up if you think
5: it's true, stay seating if you think it's false oh yeah he has the the off-white somethings what, what are they called off the uh, the nike off-white 97s i'm battle shoes i'm not gonna lie but yes he lost ten thousand dollars at a gas station everybody's <laughs> remaining seating and the correct answer hey Kaya? levi
4: stood up i, I appreciate that levi the <laughs> <laughs> all right kai what's the correct answer for it the correct answer is false the I correct answer false? is false at a gas station all right let's go on <laughs>
5: to the next one on to the next one Matt was a youngling in Star Wars Episode Three during Order Sixty Six. Can we have Matt stand up real quick? Where's Matt? Where's Matt? Matt's right over there. You know the the youngling that says what does he say? Skywalker. What, what, what does he say? Do? Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What... Yes, Matt was that youngling in so Star Wars up Episode if you Three. So damn it, think that was
4: Matt. That's the guy right there. I'm standing up for it. Kip is standing up. GSA. I see you. <laughs> the correct
5: answer to this one was false. That false. was not him in episode three of Star Wars. Good faith on everybody that stood up though. It does look like him, it does look a lot like him.
4: All right, All right and our next, the next question one. is Marco. We're not gonna have Marco stand up. Marco, put your hand up right here. Marco, put your hand up. Yeah, Marco. <laughs> our next one is Marco spent Thanksgiving of 2019 with hobos in Honolulu.
5: Marco All right. spent
4: 2019 Thanksgiving With hope, this was was honestly pretty
5: easy. Like, just see what his close friends are doing, and if they're standing or sitting, just do what they do. All right, all right. Did Marcos spend 2019's Thanksgiving with homeless people in Honolulu? The correct answer is true. True. And that's not because he was like evangelizing to them or anything, he was legit lost in downtown Honolulu. All right, Ken, before we
4: play this next one, I'm gonna say it's a little controversial. So this we'll see one. what we think about our pastors.
5: Oh, that's it. Okay, okay. If we can go ahead and get the next one up on the projector. Corey got a tattoo mm-hmm. of his previous mm-hmm. girlfriend mm-hmm. removed when he met Amber. Stand up if you think it's true. Corey got a tattoo of his previous girlfriend. Stay remaining seating who, if you think boy, it's man. false. Amber, what? The moment of truth.
1: <laughs>
5: All right. The correct answer is false. Oh, plot twist. All you people, what do you think of your youth pastor? Jeez.
4: <laughs> All right, our next one is about our friend Kenneth here. And the statement that is true or false is that Kenneth spent his freshman year getting bullied by five very stylist Latinas.
5: All right, stand up if you think it's true. It was JJ's sister, stand by the way. Stand up if you think it's false. Kenneth was bullied by some very stylish Latinas during his freshman wow, so year. Wow, so a lot basketball. of us in Kenneth got pushed around
4: in freshman year. Kenneth, right. what's the answer, my guy? The correct answer is false. It was six. Ah! It was six stylish Latinas. Ah, said it was six.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that is a true story. It was six, though. All right, we'll go on to the next question without any more context given to that previous one. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and throw up the next slide. At thirteen, Michaela was chased by an emu and attacked.
4: Where's Michaela? Can Michaela stand up? Can we have this Michaela, is Michaela? stand up? Say what's up, Michaela. An emu. An emu. Hey, I think hey, is hey a hey. A, is a emu At thirteen, Michaela was chased by an emu and attacked. Stand up if you think it's true. Sit
5: down if you think it's false. Row
4: one, two. Stand up, two. Stand up, three, four, four. Stand up, going five, six, six. standing up, right here with with Murs. Here we go, seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. Here we go. All right, the correct
5: <laughs> answer is true. Michaela was attacked by Emu at 13. That is a uh, a a traumatic traumatic experience. (laughs) I don't know
4: why there's smiles and laughters here in the audience. That's very serious.
5: All right, if we can go ahead and throw
4: up our next slide. The next one is that Rachel auditioned for a Star
6: Wars film. Can we have Rachel stand up
5: so the students can see her? Or she might not. She might not. She's probably backstage actually because she's going to be playing piano. Rachel auditioned for a
4: Star Wars film.
5: All right. There's some. Was the room's about half and half? We're a little bit divided on this one. The correct answer for this one is true. True. Rachel did audition for a. Actually, Rachel was, was a youngling. Ah, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one's the next one's pretty entertaining. I don't know where Ivan is right now, but the next one's about Ivan. Ivan threw up on a roller coaster loop, and the
4: barf came back around and hit a stranger. I think it was on X2. (laughs) I'm thinking X2, probably. Yeah.
5: Ivan, what were you eating that day at Six Flags? Well, a lot of us don't have any faith in (laughs) Ivan's digestive system.
4: All
5: right, the correct answer for that one is false. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Luckily, Ivan did not throw up on any strangers last time he was at a theme
4: park. Alright, our last one is about our great friend JJ, and is that JJ is not Mexican, he is Italiano. He is Italian. JJ is not Mexican, he is Italian. Stand up if you think that's true, stay seated. If you think JJ
5: is Italian, JJ is not Mexican. JJ, JJ, keep showing your face real quick, JJ, keep showing your face. Corey's gonna say something. Wee
6: wee! (laughs) JJ, for us real quick, say gorolami. (laughs) Gorolami.
5: All right. There's a little hint. This a little hint. Who's standing? I just want to get a quick scan of who's standing. Kip, Loft, Caleb standing. Caleb, Caleb and standing. Levi Levi's
4: standing. The only people standing. I think Jesus is standing. After this, I know, grown. right?
5: <laughs> All right. The correct answer is true. JJ is true. Italian. JJ actually is Italian. No, we're playing. We're playing. JJ is 100% Mexican. Oaxacan. Yes, he is. Came out the womb speaking Spanish, Espanol. Yep, we JJ had an amazing time
4: playing that game with everyone. But also we have some <laughs> announcements for y'all. And the first one is the best one debatable. But it is an important one. We have an Instagram. It is bridge, yth underscore. We'll say it again. We'll say it a thousand times until Jesus comes back. We're still trying to get that blue check. We're probably about ten to fifteen thousand followers off. But if you don't know, we have an Instagram at bridgeyth. Go hit us up with a follow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And our next
5: announcement is for our Sunday morning services. You do not want to miss out on our Sunday morning services with our entire congregation here in this room. If you're only here on Wednesdays, you're only here for half of everything that the British Church has to offer you. They're absolutely fun and fantastic with amazing messages from our lead peace pastor, uh, Pastor Gary. And you do not want to miss them. They're at 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. for all those who want to sleep in on their Sunday, you know. So you guys should come through and hopefully we'll see you all there this Sunday.
4: Yep. And now actually we have some merch for this series. We have these comeback kid hoodies. Actually, if you have a hoodie, can you stand up? Can we see the hoodies on everybody? If you have a comeback kid hoodie, Yee! please stand up. Amber can go ahead and sit back down. Should we have, have you're do good. a quick catwalk for you? We have our Comeback Kid <laughs> hoodies. They're on sale. We actually did order a little more, so there is a possibility if you go back right after service to go pick you up some of these fly merch, you see the little little pictures they do when they commit? Yeah, go ahead and get yourself some nice hoodies. They are great quality. Let's go ahead to the back right before you exit the doors and see if there are some in your size. Yes, and our next
5: announcement is for our next week youth service. This is our last exclusively youth service, but youth next week is not canceled. It's just been moved to Thursday. Next week on Thursday is going to be our Christmas Eve service for our entire congregation. This is a really awesome opportunity for you to be able to, like, invite your parents to church with you if they don't already come to church or anything like that. Invite some friends. It's a really popular service, obviously. And, yes, we do like candles. We don't don't give out the the lit fire ones to the under-18s, do we? We give you guys essential oils. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that. They get, apparently, you guys will get real fire to play with during this, during this candlelight
4: service. We're so on the street guys, three years ago, and we actually burned down our old building. That's why I had to come to this place. <laughs> no, we've, ne- we've never burned down the building. Thank God. Uh,
5: but So we have one at 4 p.m. on Thursday and at 5.30 p.m. on Thursday. So make sure you guys invite your parents, invite all the family that's staying with you during Christmas time, you know, and just pull up at 4 or 5.30 for our Christmas Eve services on Thursday next week.
4: Yep, though this is our last youth service or second to last youth service of the year after our candlelight service that we're joining with the main audience. Main audience, like we're we're comedy central. Yeah, with our main congregation, we also have these next two Sundays are going to be amazing. Next Sunday is our Christmas service, which will be awesome. And the Sunday after that, we have our very own Pastor Corey preaching next Sunday, which will be amazing. So make sure to head on over and support and just be there with the whole congregation And also every single Tuesday on our YouTube channel, we have our student venture online series going on. We have worship, we have announcements, and we have an awesome message prepared for everybody on Tuesdays for the rest of the year until, you know, die, but who knows? So every Tuesday we will have our student venture messages on our YouTube, so make sure to go check those out. Yes, and our last announcement is
5: our first service of 2021 is going to be happening. January 6 when we move back into the we're youth room We're going back into the youth center Yes sir Woo! On January 6th, that Wednesday night we are going back into our youth room We've had some a couple minor renovations done you know it's going to look a little bit different and we have uh, just like a really awesome service that we're going to be planning for you guys It's going to be on January 6th. it's completely remodeled that room So make sure you just invite everybody you know invite everybody from school from your neighborhood because our first Our first Wednesday services of every year are legit life-changing for students. They are so awesome and so amazing and so much fun. So get hyped, get excited January 6th and make sure that you invite everybody you know for that.
4: Yep, and that is the end of our announcements. We're going to go ahead into worship so everybody can stand up, press in, stay in your seats, and let's get ready for an amazing worship set.
2: What's up, what's up, Rich Youth? Hey, happy last Youth Wednesday of the year. I want to invite you to worship God with us this this night. Waking up knowing there's a reason. All my dreams come alive. Life is for living with you. I made my decision.
7: of adultery and the story is so crazy because you see the pharisees the religious leaders bring a woman who's caught in the act of adultery and bring her before jesus and they ask jesus jesus what shall we do with her shall we not stone her for the crime that she has committed and jesus in the masterful loving way responds let him without sin throw the first stone And so you see these religious leaders with their stones dropping as they start walking away because they all have sinned. And yet the one who has not sinned, which is Jesus, does not have a stone in his hand, but I can imagine instead stands with open arms letting this girl know that you are loved and you are free because Jesus has not came so that he would condemn people but instead that he would free people and i love the gist of this song because what it is saying is that come to the altar for those of you who maybe weren't raised in christianity or anything like that the altar is simply the place right here it's the place where the preacher gets to stand and preach the word and i want to tell you this the beautiful part about coming to the altar is that this is the place where you lay your sorrows before god that you bring your sin before god That you bring the weight of this life before God and God does not respond as a bully or as a tyrant or as a crazy king, but instead he responds with love. And so no matter what circumstance, no matter what background, no matter what you have faced, Jesus responds with absolute love towards you. And that no matter what loss, no matter what gain, no matter what sin, no matter how righteous that you are, that we would all be able to come before God and that Jesus would love us equally. And love is so much so that he would lay his own life down. And that's the beautiful part about the story is that it seems like, well, what about the sin that she has done? Like it needs to be paid for. Well, little did that girl and the religious leaders know that Jesus would pay for the very sin that he has set her free from. And so encourage, I want to encourage the believer today that you are strengthened and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage the unbeliever today that you are welcomed in this church and you are welcomed in the kingdom of God and you are welcomed right where you are. But I tell you this, come as you are and I promise you will not leave this place the same because Jesus changes us inside and out and he will change your life if you give him the opportunity to. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that in the midst of the times that we're living in God that we're able to gather together as a group of crazy people from different backgrounds, from different broken families, whatever it may be, God, all of our mess, that we get to gather together and we get to create the beautiful image that is the church. Lord, let your beauty be glorified in this church, Lord, but let us be all together, God, and let us love one another as Christ first loved us. Lord, where the weak is, let us strengthen. Where the depressed is, let us comfort. Where the anxious is, let us feel your peace, God, because, Lord, we know that you are faithful to your children and that you love us all uniquely. God, that in the midst of all of our different circumstances, that you are so intentional about loving each and every one of us uniquely and in a personal way. We thank you, Lord, for the love of Christ in our lives, God, and strengthen us today to continue walking out the good faith. And in the name of Jesus, we all, as a family, say Amen, Amen. Hey, tonight's going to be a good night. It is our last uh, youth service. Of the year. So we're gonna get turned up a little bit if you don't mind. Hey, look at your neighbor and say, we're gonna get turned up, boo, and find your seat.
6: Goodness. Crazy. Man, you guys, you guys look like you've been doing finals all week. You all right? Who's doing finals right now? Who's like smack dab in the middle of the finals? How you feel? You, you think you're doing good? Okay. Where's the like 80% and above people? You feel like you're at a solid B plus and up? Where's the like C minus to B plus people? Where you at? Where's the please dear God in heaven help me with these finals people at? Okay, cool. We'll pray for you. Pray for you. Hey, um, maybe you're here in the building or maybe you're watching online and this is the first time that you've ever joined us here at Bridge Youth. Know this. One of our favorite things in the whole world is meeting new people. And so if you are here, if you're online and you are brand new, we just want to say welcome. You heard Kenneth say it. We're going to say it again. We are here to build you up, not... Yeah, we love you. We back you. You don't have to believe to belong here. This is the last regular youth service of 2020. Someone go, oh, look at your neighbor say, I'm going to miss you. It's weird if that's like your, it's weird if that's your sibling, you know. It's kind of weird too if that's like your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You're like, are we breaking up right now in the middle of church? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss you guys. But know this, hey, next week youth is not canceled. We're moving youth to Thursday. Everybody say Thursday. We're moving you to Thursday, and it's the one time you can invite your whole dang family, your crazy family to you. We're having a Christmas candlelight service. They're so, like, our candlelight services are so, like, cozy and sweet. And, like, have, like, a little living room set up on the stage, and we're going to read the Christmas story. We'll have, like, a string quartet doing strings and Christmas songs. And it's super cool. It's super, super rad. So you don't want to miss it. Next week, there's one at 4 o'clock and one at 5 30, so come hang out. It's going to be absolutely awesome. But this is the last regular youth service of 2020. And what a year it has been. Can I just tell you that like though this year has been crazy, I know this. This was not a throwaway year. God still did amazing things and God is still faithful. Somebody say amen. Don't leave me up here all by myself on this last service Of 2020, because I know this though it was tough, man, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And you know what else lasts? A faithful God who never gives up. And I don't know about you, and I don't know all of what 2020 might have looked like for you, but I know this 2020 was tough for me, but I also know this, God took care of me, God was faithful to me, God met every single one of my needs according to his riches and glory, and he got me through. Here you are, you are here, you made it. That means that the devil 2020, COVID, and everything else in this year wasn't strong enough to take you out. Somebody say amen. Come on, is anybody else just thankful for God's faithfulness this year? Man, here we are. Strong as can be, and we learned a bunch through it all and man, can I just tell you like i 'm going to talk about this a little bit more through the night, but we man, we have such incredibly high hopes for 2021 bridge youth 2021 is going to go crazy bridge youth 2021 we have the we have the biggest plans we 've ever had for the ministry kenneth said we've we 've been doing slight remodels in in the youth center no we We have, like, changed up the youth center. Like, we have been remodeling that thing the whole time you guys have been sitting on your couch through quarantine. And it looks dope. We are almost done. And it's going to be ready for January 6th, our first service in 2021. Here's my hope. Here's my prayer. Every single person in this room, everybody has got to pray for this alongside me. And that is that our first Wednesday, back in our youth center that we will be able to come to the altar. We'll be able to come to the front for worship because does anybody else miss getting hyped for worship at the front? Anybody, anybody, Bridge Youth people, like diehard Bridge Youth people, um, has any, have any of you guys thought about the fact that like there's so many people who've come to Bridge Youth in the past like maybe three months or so who like, like they're missing like a huge part of Bridge Youth, like the mosh pit in the middle where like, we're slightly concerned for the smaller junior high kids safety and like all of that and just like our culture of worship that is so very strong man like i am praying you pray with us that come january 6 2021 we will be able to release all of us to get back up front together and to be able to worship at the altar. Maybe we'll have to wear masks. Maybe we'll just create like bridge youth hazmat suits and have to do worship up front like that. that. I know this. God has big plans for 2021. You believe that? I believe it. Hey, tonight we're concluding this series entitled The Comeback Kids. Man, who's enjoyed this series? I know I have. It's been so much fun to preach in this series. It's been so much fun digging into the Bible and all of the different phenomenal comeback kids that we see in the Bible, and tonight, as we're concluding this series, it just seems fitting that we would talk about really the greatest comeback kid of all time, and that would be, yes, the one, the only Jesus. Jesus is the greatest comeback kid of all time, and tonight, we're going to be talking not just about the life of Jesus, we're going to be talking about specifically the birth of Jesus, the first Christmas story, and you might be like, hold up. Um, Pastor Corey, that's not a comeback story, because that's him being born. He, that's, a, that's just his arrival story. Really quick, just for theological sake, just to like clear something up. Um, and this might be like, junior hires, where are you at? 6th, 7th, 8th graders, where are you guys at? Hey, who loves our junior hires? Man, we love our junior hires so, so, so much. You guys are phenomenal. You help make Bridge Youth what it is. Um, this might be like a Like, you might miss some of this right now, and don't, I I can't even wrap my head around this fully. Um, But Jesus coming to earth, it was a comeback story because his birth was not the beginning of existence for Jesus. For some of you, you're like, wait, did I exist before birth? Like, where was I before being born? Um, I, no, no. Jesus, the Bible says, in the beginning, at the beginning of time, at the dawn of time, before anything ever existed, was the word. You know what Jesus is called in the New Testament? The word. Jesus has always existed. He has always been in existence. His birth was just a comeback story into humanity. So, yes, this is still a comeback story. I know for some of you that's like, I have not had my caramel macchiato today. Um... I am not ready for that level of doctrinal theological conundrums, okay? Um, by the way, who in the room, you say caramel. Where, where are my people at? You say caramel, okay. Who in the room um, is wrong and says caramel? Caramel, caramel, C A R A M E L. Caramel, That second A didn't forget about you. Don't forget about it. Just saying. All the people who say caramel said amen. You're my people. I love you. Now I know that that might be doctrinally or theologically deep for you. That's not even the focus of our talk tonight. But it is a comeback story. Jesus being born. And here's what's so wild and so cool about Jesus. Jesus had always existed. And then he has this comeback story of his birth, Christmas, 2,000 years ago, and then Jesus, for you and for me, busted a Katniss Everdeen and said, I volunteer his tribute, died for our sins, he went and died, he went into the grave for three days, and then he came back from the dead, and then he rose and went to heaven, he was like, peace (laughs) and just floated into heaven all dope if i was jesus i for sure would have been floating into heaven and like got a pair of pit vipers and just put them on slowly as i floated into heaven but then he also has promised us not only did he exist was born and came back died came back from the dead but he promises that one day he is coming back for us again and we will be partying in heaven with him jesus is the ultimate comeback kid somebody say amen And so tonight, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Jesus, the ultimate comeback kid, and really his birth, Christmas, two thousand years ago. Because here's the thing, as Christians, um, what's the goal of being a Christian? Is the goal of being a Christian to like, like behave and like do good stuff? And is the goal of being a Christian to be like a member of a church? What's the goal of being a Christian? Well, cliche as it might be, those little bracelets from back in the day that said WWJD, all of a sudden I'm freestyle wrapping up here. Um, Who remembers those bracelets, the WWJD bracelets? What do those bracelets mean? What do they stand for? What would Jesus do? That's why I didn't go to church until I was 16. I was like, (laughs) weirdo. Like you're just gonna filter every decision in life through WWJD. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. Like, what about when you have to pick your car insurance? Like, Jesus didn't have a car. Like, I'm going with Geico, you know? Like, no, but I, as cliche as it might be, they were onto something because our goal as Christians is to be more and more Christ like every single day. Did you actually know that the word Christian literally means little Christ? Like like mini Christ. It's like there's Christ and then like diet Christ. <laughs> That's us. We are just like, you know, you know why they started calling people back in the day, they started calling them Christians. Because they're like, those people are acting just like Jesus. They're saying what he said, they're doing what he did, all of that. And so then they started using this word Christian, which meant, oh, Christ-like. They're just like Christ. That is our goal as Christians. So let's dig into tonight the life of this comeback kid, the greatest one of all time, the life of Jesus and specifically his birth. Here's, here's your sermon in a sentence. If you guys are note takers, if you are a note taker, know this. If you're a note taker, then God loves you more. I love you more. If you do not take notes in church, you may or may not be the cause of the coronavirus. I don't know. I'm not sure. Science doesn't back it. I'm just throwing it out as a possibility, okay? Uh, Here's your sermon in a sentence. If you remember nothing else, remember this. Come back, kids. Four things. They bow down. They stand out. They stand firm. And they step up. Everybody say bow down. Come on, say bow down. Say stand out. Stand firm. Stand firm. Step up. There we go. Step up. That's maybe one of my favorite ones. We're going to chat about that in a second. Hey, let's pray real quick. Really long, lengthy, spiritual prayer. God, speak to us tonight. Please help the Las Vegas Raiders beat the chump chargers tomorrow night at 520 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in Las Vegas. In Jesus' name and all of God's people said amen. Amen. (laughs) And amen. Let me just take a drink of my... Raiders water, inaugural season 2020, just win, baby. <sighs> tastes like commitment to excellence. It tastes like three Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls do the Chargers have again? None, that's right, never mind. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, Anybody have something you really want for Christmas? Anybody, just shout it out, what do you want for Christmas? Like, The Raiders to lose? Well, man, we almost lost to the Jets, so you might get what you want for Christmas. Um, What else? What do you want for Christmas? Starbucks? Like, to franchise a Starbucks? A sailboat? Like a full-blown sailboat? That's like, you might get a Starbucks before you get a sailboat, man. Starbucks, junior Hire. I want to franchise a Starbucks. I'm really looking at long-term profitable investments, you know? (laughs) Um, Dude, if you don't have a pair of AirPod Pros, that's maybe one of the best, like, unwise purchases you could ever make because that's way too much money for a pair of uh, headphones. But, like, when you put transparency mode in, it is the coolest, trippiest thing in the world. I got a pair for a gift. Like, I didn't pay that money like that because I'm balling on a budget. But, man, Um, anybody ever you ever have like as a kid a gift that you really 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 wanted but you didn't get it anybody have one of those Christmases and you open up all your presents um and one time I said this and I didn't mean it like that but I remember one Christmas we opened up all of our presents and I looked to my mom and dad and I said something that I communicated wrong but I thought it was right I said is that it we opened all our presents, and I looked, and like, keep in mind, like, we did not grow up with money, and I looked at my parents, and was like, is that it? And it wasn't like, oh, you didn't get us enough. I was just like, oh, man, like, I want to go play with all the toys that you just bought me, but I also don't want to be like the disrespectful kid. like, forget all the rest of the presents. Like, I know there's socks and underpants still sitting under the tree, but I want to play with my Game Boy games. Did anybody else have a Game Boy? Wow, okay. Wow, a lot of people. I still have my Game Boy. I... Have Pokemon Blue version in my Game Boy right now. That's neither here nor there. Um, so we all had a gift that like we really wanted, but we didn't get. Did you ever have a gift that you really, really wanted, and you really thought you were gonna get it, and then you didn't? And come Christmas morning, you're like, I'm gonna upper uppercut Santa Claus. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch his beard off. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm going to punch Father Christmas's beard off. <laughs> if you haven't seen a video of this little English kid, his dad's like, his dad's like, mate, you're on the naughty list. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. He's like, I'm going to curse. And he's like, that's why you're on the naughty list. He's like, well, they call, Father, they call Santa Claus Father Christmas. Weird. <laughs> and he's like, well, Father Christmas is not being very nice to me. And he's like, that's because you're on the naughty list. And he's like, well, I'm going to punch him. I'm going to b- uppercut his beard off. <laughs> he's like, uppercuts Santa's beard off and of course my like youth pastor imagination goes to this kid like marching up to fake Santa Claus at the the mall and like listen for the Christmas what and just like literally uppercuts his fake beard off gosh (laughs) father Christmas um so uh when I was like 11 it was either 11 or 12 uh I really, really wanted an acoustic guitar, and I was like, man, I want to learn to play guitar. I had, if you don't know, like, I've been playing guitar since I was, like, 11 or 12, and I basically just gave away the ending to this story, um, but, but I really wanted to learn to play guitar, and I was like, man, I, wanna, I want an acoustic guitar, and I know that they're expensive, but mom, dad, like, that's what I want. For Christmas, and so uh, they're like, we'll see, we'll see what we can do, and so Christmas comes around, and, and we go, and man, we did not grow up with money, but like, somehow, someway, my mom and dad always made Christmas, like, so amazing, we always got so many, like, so, so many gifts, and every Christmas that, like, a, a gaming console would come out, that next Christmas, we would get that gaming console, and I don't know how they pulled it off, and literally, like, I don't know where the money came from, but my, my parents rocked when it came to Christmas, and um, this Christmas, it rolled around, awesome Christmas, like, so many gifts, we're opening a grip of gifts, and, and um, we get towards the end of the gifts, and I see kind of just peeking from behind the tree, um, just like a little piece of a guitar case, and it has, like, a little bow on it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I got a guitar, No, all the girls at school are going to love me, like, what I thought, um, so I go, and I grab it, and I grab the guitar, and they're like, open it up, Corey, and I'm like, yes, like, I'm going to learn so much Metallica, and I, like, take the guitar, I'm like, wow, the, the case is really light, like, I expected a guitar to be heavier, and I go, and I, like, toss it onto the couch, and I undo the buckles, and I, and I open the guitar case, and to my surprise, the guitar case is filled with socks, Socks! No girls are gonna want a guy who's just got socks. I thought I was gonna like get the guitar and a week later go to school and like play all these cool, like it took a really long time to get even decent at guitar. Uh, But I had socks, socks! And so I look at my parents like, what type of torturous mind twisting, like psychopaths are you? I thought it was a guitar. And they go, here's the thing, Corey. We didn't have enough money to get you a guitar case and a guitar. And, and getting you the guitar would mean that your little sisters, both of them, y- your little brother, your other two brothers, that they wouldn't have been able to get gifts. And so here, this is, this is our promise to you. The guitar case is filled with socks right now. But on uh, May 23rd, because that's my birthday, if, Anybody is interested. On May 23rd, we'll we'll fill that guitar case with a guitar. And it was like, how are you supposed to be mad at that? Like, how are you supposed to, like, mom and dad are like, sorry, we didn't get you the guitar. We're too poor. So I'm like, it's okay that we're poor and I didn't get the guitar. Like, you can get it for a birthday. It's fine. Like, how are you supposed to be mad? So anyways, the day goes on. We eat Christmas dinner, all this stuff. Five, six hours later, I hear coming down the hallway from my parents' room, a guitar being played. I turn around and there's my stepdad walking down the the hall playing a guitar and I'm like, two things, one, I'm so excited, two, what the heck's the matter with you people? It's been six hours that I was thinking, like, I'm just the ungrateful dude who couldn't come to terms with the fact that his family's too poor to buy him a guitar, and I'm like, and now you've had the guitar in your room the whole time? Long story short, that day, I learned two songs. Enter Sandman by Metallica and Come As You Are by Nirvana. Um... I really wish I could tell you I learned a worship song. I did not. I wasn't even a believer yet. Okay? Don't judge me. I can feel the judgment in the room because I mentioned Metallica and Nirvana in the house of God. All right? Uh, have you ever got, a, like, you wanted this present so bad, but you didn't get it? You know what I remember about that? I'll never forget the guitar case. The packaging. Like, what the guitar was supposed to come in. What the gift was supposed to be inside of. And and Jesus is the real gift of Christmas. And, and tonight I think there's something that we can learn in the, the kind of human packaging that Jesus came. Because if you don't know, Jesus is God. And he came in this sort of human form. And there's something incredible about this. Because when Jesus came 2,000 years ago on the first Christmas, how did Jesus come to us? He came to us as a baby. Little baby Jesus. Six pound... One ounce, I don't know if that's how big he was. Baby Jesus lying in his manger, all snuggly and cute and cold next to like the donkeys and the sheep because he was in the manger. That's how Jesus came. What can we learn about this? Number one, write this down if you're taking notes. Number one, bow down. Bow down. Bowing down is a reference to humility. Comeback kids are humble. Comeback kids are humble. See, a relationship with God is sort of this perpetual sort of bowing down before him. And there's nothing more humble than this posture, this position that says, God, like, I have reverence towards you. You're in charge. I'm not. You're Lord. I'm not. You're in the driver's seat. I'm not even in the passenger seat. I'm not in the trunk because that would be kind of weird. But I am in the back seat chilling while you're taking me wherever it is that I want to go. Like, like you you are the pilot. I'm not the co-pilot. i um, I'm in first class because you want to bless me, but I'm along for the ride. And Jesus, you're in charge, and this is the posture of constantly following after Jesus. But this is amazing because in Isaiah in chapter number nine and verse six it says, "For unto us a child, everybody say child, a child is born, a baby. Everyone say baby. Look at your neighbor, say baby. That was your one chance, junior high boys. I'm helping you out. I I pray you emptied that, that can of Axe before you came to church today trying to help you. He said, I don't use Axe, I use Old Spice, I'm fancy. <laughs> a baby, a child, think for a moment. Did does anybody, like, when you were growing up, anybody have a younger brother or sister where you got to experience babyhood? Is that what's called, babyhood? Anybody have, like, a baby in the house when you were growing up? Maybe you had a niece or a nephew? For just a quick second, think about it. What are babies good for? <laughs> friggin, I don't know if you can say friggin in church. I'm preaching two Sundays from now. I promise I won't say friggin on a Sunday morning. Friggin nothing, dude. Like my my baby sister is nine years younger than me. Nine years. And I practically raised that child. But you know when she was like born? When she was born? She was good for nothing. She, she would eat. Poop and sleep. Repeat. Like some of you meatheads are like, it's like wake, lift, eat, repeat. And <laughs> it's like babies are like eat, poop, sleep, 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 repeat. Like babies are good for nothing. Think for a moment the humility it must take for God. the Bible says that it was in and through and by Jesus that everything was created. Uh, uh, in what day is it that the like? I don't know, planets are aligning. It's the 21st of December where I think Saturn and Jupiter? Y'all didn't know I was an astronomer? Which one's the bad one? Astrologer is bad, right? Astronomy. Astronomer. Y'all didn't know I was an astronomer. (laughs) I'm not, obviously. Uh. It's the great conjunction conjunction junction what's your function I'm utterly surprised how many people knew that like There are two planets in the sky that are about to align. And there's like rumors and we can't confirm it or anything. But it's like this is the same thing that happened on the night in which Jesus was born. And that was the star of Bethlehem that the wise men tracked down where Jesus was laying in this manger. Now we can't completely confirm that or anything. But just the fact that it's like Jupiter and Neptune are going to align. Guess what? Jupiter and Neptune are both planets that Jesus created. Jesus said, Jupiter. And it was like, Jupiter. Neptune, boom, and then like Saturn, and he liked it, so he put a ring on it. Okay, well, neither here nor there, you guys. These are the jokes, deal with it or don't. Like he, Jesus, spoke and the sun was created. Now imagine that, that Jesus, that by, in, for, and through whom everything was created, then saying, all right, y'all done messed up and you sinned. And you can't seem to fix this problem on your own. Actually, you literally can't. So I'm going to come fix this problem for you. And I'm going to come first as a baby. A eating, sleeping, pooping baby. Imagine the humility that must take for the creator of the universe to come as a baby. But this is incredible to me because the creator of the universe, if it was me and I had to come and rescue your butts, like if you kept on forgetting to put gas in your car and it was again like, Corey, run out of gas again. Can you come help me out? I'm like, you know the little friggin' light that comes on, like you're almost out of gas you've got that what do you need me for if i'm like if i have to come rescue your butt over and over, if i were god and i had to come to earth i would bypass baby form i would come looking something like leonidas kick satan in the chest and be like all right like time to come back to heaven with me but that's not what jesus does jesus comes back as a baby that is so wild to me but you know why that's so incredible to me because it's so Humble. Everybody say humble. See, the first thing that you have to be when you come to God is humble. Comeback kids are humble. I love, I love how Jesus even said himself in Matthew chapter 20, verse number 28. For even the son of man, that's like one of Jesus' nicknames. Even the son of man came not, everybody say not. Look at your neighbor, say not. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. You've been choosing them second. All 2020, tell them not The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Look at how he said... The son of God, the creator of the universe, the the lion to the tribe of Judah, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of your faith, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh. I could keep going. I've been saved for a minute, you guys. I know you didn't realize that Jesus had that many nicknames. He got a ton of nicknames. The great I am came to serve, not to be served. Talk about humility. But what can we learn from this? See, comeback kids are humble. In, in, In... Church, I just I love how many people, their eyes, not because there's a preacher there, but their eyes are always focused on the platform because that's where they want to be. Like I wanna I wanna lead people. I want to be a leader of leaders, you know. What does that even mean? And you're like, I want to be the preacher, I want to be the leader, I want to be the one up front. I want to be the one with the microphone under the spotlight, or or I want to be like Noah and the one that gets to to sing, and I want to be the one that gets to be the the one who calls all the shots. And the, but in the kingdom of God, it's so much different. In the kingdom of God, leadership is servanthood, it's serving, and can I just tell you tonight, if you have anything in you that thinks maybe you're called to ministry, maybe one day you're called to leadership position within the kingdom of God, I'm telling you right now, if serving is beneath you, then leading is above you, and you will never be able to lead in the kingdom of God until you first learn to humbly serve. Here's what I love about Jesus. Jesus said, hey, disciples, everyone, come here, all the disciples, all 12 of you. He's like, Judas, I'm watching you, dude he says, you guys have been asking me a ton about leadership. Let me show you what leadership looks like. And Jesus goes like this. And he gets a bowl of water. And he gets a washcloth. And he starts cleaning their feet. This had incredible significance because, see, in the first century, um, the cleaning of feet was the position and the posture of the lowest servant in the house. You know why they they didn't have cars and they didn't have the uh, Jordan One Smoke Greys and they didn't have the what are those the Royal Toes? They didn't have Vans. They didn't have uh, Off White. They didn't have Skechers. They didn't have Uggs. They didn't have Crocs. If you catch me dead in a pair of Crocs, start an investigation. Somebody murdered me and put the Crocs on my feet. Okay? They didn't have any of that, right? They had, like, sandals, dirt roads, and their vehicles were animals. And animals don't have exhaust. They have poop. And they would walk in the street with all of this stuff. And so then when they went into somebody's house, somebody had to clean these feet. But, man, like when someone was a person of prestige and had status, they're not going to go and just do that themselves in front of everybody. So they had a servant. And it was the lowest level servant that would have to clean these people's feet. And Jesus said, lowest level of servant? Like the servant of servants of servants? Cool. This is what leadership looks like. Guys, you do this. Can I tell you, if you are not willing to do this, God is not going to elevate you to a position of leadership it doesn't matter what you can do from a platform. It matters what you can do behind the scenes. It matters not how good of a preacher I am. It first matters how faithful of a husband I am. It doesn't matter how well I can, I can move people to action. What matters is, is am, am, am I a good friend? If serving's beneath you, then leading's above you. Come back, kids, are humble, and we serve humbly. This next thing that, that uh, Comeback Kids are, what, what they do is we stand out. We stand out. Comeback Kids do not fit in. Here's a crazy thing about, about Jesus' arrival on planet Earth. Um, where, who in the room, you like, you plan stuff. Like, you plan out everything. Like, if you're having a birthday party, your mom and dad are letting you plan your own birthday party, you're planning it, like, four months in advance. Like, all the details, the decorations, everything. Now, who in the room, you're more like, you just go with the flow. Like, let's see what happens. Like, uh, Amber literally put in the calendar the, like, Saturn and Neptune thing. I said Saturn and Neptune? No, Saturn and Jupiter. Lining. She put that in our calendar. Like, hey, just a reminder, look up at the sky. <laughs> like, I love my wife. She keeps my life in order. If, Dude, if Amber dies before I do you guys, morbid, I know. Merry Christmas. Like, you're going to have to take care of me. I don't know how to function as a regular human, all right? Uh, like, planning, essential, right? And you would think, like, Jesus was always the plan. Jesus wasn't the scapegoat that, like, sin happened and God was like, oh, no. What do we do? He's like, oh, bum, 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 like, Tom Cruise, no, Jesus, go get him. Like, that was not the plan. Like, that, it didn't come out of nowhere. God always knew. Jesus was always the plan. So thousands and thousands, really, there is no beginning of time. God has always existed. Let that bake your noodle. <laughs> He's always existed. There is no beginning of time. So for millions of years, God knew Jesus was going to be born in first century Palestine in Bethlehem during the time of a census and all of this he knew that he couldn't like make a hotel reservation i mean you guys know the christmas story there was there was no room at the inn and so nine month pregnant mary and her distraught fiance who is stressed as heck is running around trying to figure out where do we go like we can't get in the hospital we can't get in the hotel room everything's booked there's nowhere that we could go like it's like I would, if I am Mary and Joseph, I'd be like, really, God? Like, <laughs> you couldn't hit hotels.com or something? You couldn't get us a Motel 6? Like, you couldn't phone a cousin or a friend? You couldn't hit up like, hey, homie, like, could my friend stay at your house in 4,000 years? Like, I know it's a long time in advance, but I'm a planner, you know? No, they had nowhere to stay. AKA, they didn't fit in. Since his first day on the planet. Jesus could not find a place to fit in. If you fit in without thinking, you're not a comeback kid. You if you if your friends don't know that you're a Christian, something's wrong. If you if you had no you like you're talking to your group of friends and you're like, "Oh yeah, like I'm a Christian." And they're like, "What? I would have never guessed." Something's wrong. Now the conversation should probably be a little bit more like, "Oh yeah, like, I'm a Christian. Like, I believe in God. Follow Jesus. And they're like, I always knew there was something different about you. Does anybody else uh, growing up, you ever have a favorite teacher? Or you just have, like, one teacher. You're like, man, I love that teacher. My favorite teacher of all time that he's watching, but maybe Mr. Navat, my fifth and sixth grade teacher, best teacher I ever had, man. He was phenomenal. By the fifth grade, I had come to terms with the fact, I'm going to drop out. Like, school's not for me. Um, I have ADHD. Where's all of my ADHD people at? Come on, let's go. Yeah, come on. Like, can't pay attention for more than five seconds. Uh, can't sit still. I feel like I always have to shake my leg. I don't know what that's about. Like, I'm also minorly dyslexic. So, like, when I read stuff, things always kind of seem to flip around. And so I was behind in reading. I was behind um, in writing. Satan created math, so I wanted nothing to do with that. Like, I was struggling in school. And by the fifth grade, fifth grade, I was like, I'm dropping out. I'm not going to make it, I'm going to become a professional skateboarder, Like that's my plan. <laughs> I got my kickflips down, I'm going to get it. Uh, and, and I remember I get to, my, to the fifth grade and this guy, Mr. Nevada, he comes to me, he's like, hey, Cory, um, what would help you? It's the first time any teacher had ever asked what would help. Cory, he said, "Corey, I read your file. I see you, you've been diagnosed with ADHD, your mom, your parents, they, they decided to not put you on medication, and so you're um, having some trouble sitting still and paying attention. What can I do to help? And I said, you know, um, as, as weird as it sounds, like, if I have something to fidget, this is before fidget spinners, um, but I was like, if I have something to fidget with, then, uh, like, it just seems to really help me. He was like, well, I can't have you sitting in the front of the room just messing with something, like, what are you thinking? What do you, you want to bring? I was like, oh, I have tech decks. Anybody remember Tech Decks? Like a little mini. It's like skateboarding isn't enough. I have to skateboard with my hands as well. I was obsessed. Uh, I had like the full skate parks and everything. It was, man, I sound like a loser, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm going to heaven, all right? (laughs) It's all right. Uh, Like I I was like, maybe if I could just bring my Tech Decks and mess with them. It's like, well, you can't do that at the front of the classroom. It will be a distraction. If I put you at the back of the classroom do you promise to do your best to pay attention and not distract people? I said, I promise. And he's like, okay, cool. One other thing. He said, I do this with all of my students. If you turn in every single one of your homework assignments for the entire year, I will take you and anybody else in the class that does that. I'll take you to Six Flags on my dime. I'll pay for it. Keep in mind, I was from the family that was too poor to get their kid the guitar case and the guitar, okay? So I was like, Six Flags? I've I've never been, like... We go to Castle Park, you know what I'm saying? Like, Castle Park's the spot. Like, we get, we go to Castle Park, we feel like royalty. We feel like, bro, Castle Park, about to hit the falling star, the UFO, the swing set things, the dragon guy that I almost died on one time because the safety bar clicked back up and my brother had to hold me down to make sure I didn't fly out. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Six Flags, bet. That year I turned in every, this was a dude who was going to drop out, Never did good in school, turned in every single homework assignment, went to Six Flags at the end of the year. Guess what? Repeat. Sixth grade, he's like, I want to move up with the class. I want to teach my same class again. Same deal. I went to Six Flags again. I went from in a dropout to get every single homework assignment two years in a row. By seventh grade, I go to seventh grade. I talk to my counselor. The counselor was like, hey, you're going to do honors English. It's called gate. Gate. They're like, you're going to do gate English because Mr. Navat suggested you do gate English. I said, you got the wrong guy. Not an honors student. Do you have anything that's like not even just below honors, but like below standard? That's me. Put me there. And they're like, well, so what he suggested, we're going to put you in gate, see how you do, see what happens. And I ended up doing honors English until I graduated, all the way through my senior year, all because Mr. Navat believed in me, right? Fast forward to the end of my freshman year. I'd gotten saved. I went to, many of you know my testimony, I went to this, uh, this, this uh, Christian club at my school because there was free pizza got saved, and I was the Christian when I got saved, like, no one believed it, but I was so passionate, I was like, man, I was telling everybody, like, you got, anybody I saw, I went home, I told my mom, I told my dad, I told my brothers, I told my sisters, I told everyone, you all got to go to church with me, like, I got saved, I'm a Christian, Jesus will change your life, I tried to bring my dogs to the church, there's no dogs allowed at church, and I was telling everybody, I was telling everybody at school, I was telling all my teachers, I was telling everybody, I would tell the cashiers <laughs> at grocery stores, like, like hey, thank you. Have a great day. I'm like thank you too. Also services at Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside. That's where I was going. Services there. There are at 9, 11, and 1. There's also a p- evening service at 6 p.m. Here's the address. Catch you later. I'll be there. Like, I was telling everybody. Well, I run into Mr. Nevat in the Stater Brothers parking lot, and and I see him and immediately like I, I I'm thinking does he even remember me? He immediately he remembers me. He's like what's up Corey? And like we had some inside jokes about this Nickelodeon commercial that went like Nick, Nick. Nick, Nickelodeon nation, and we'd always sing that, and, like, he remembered that, and he sees me, he's like, Nick, 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 and I'm like, oh, my God, you're the best ever, and I went, I'm talking to him, i like, Mr. bro, you don't understand, I was going to drop out, and I'm still doing honors English because of you, you changed my life forever, man, and I was like, dude, I don't want to, like, be weird or anything, but, like, man, like, you changed my life, and, and, like, Jesus changed my life, and I gotta tell you about Jesus, man, like, would you come to church with me, and he's like, Corey, I'm a Christian, I've been praying for you the whole time. I just couldn't say it because it's public school. You have to bring up the conversation. You never did, so I couldn't tell you. And I was like, I knew it. I knew there was something different. See, because Comeback Kids, we stand out. We don't fit in. If you fit in with the crowd without even thinking, there's something wrong. I I, I can't help but to think of all the people who are like... They act like and talk like and dress like and look like and smell like and think like and believe like everything that every single celebrity and every single uh, YouTube star and every, sing- every single like social media famous person, every single popular kid, all the big crowd. They're like they blend in and believe and think and act like and say all the things that the entire world is saying, and then they're like, "I'm such an individual." It's like, no, you're not. You're wearing camouflage in the middle of a jungle. You can't even be seen. You blend in. I love the way that Romans says it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, it says don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Look at the way the message revision says. It says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Because comeback kids, they stand out. Let me just add this. Um... Not every famous person is great, and not every great person is famous. At some point, we've got to stop looking at famous people as if they're the standard. Because as Comeback Kids, Jesus is the standard. As Christians, Jesus is who we strive to be like. We stand out. We don't fit in. Number three, we stand firm. Comeback Kids, endure struggle. Comeback Kids, endure struggle. There's so many things in life that we have to endure. So many things. We have to endure people who chew with their mouth open. For the love of God. We have to endure the people that, like, when you're driving and you, you let people in and they go. And they don't give you the friendly hand wave. Like, you should be able to pull them over and, like, I don't know, like, kick them in the shin or something. We have to endure people who step on our shoes. <sighs> for the love of God. <laughs> like... I'm not allowed to punch you guys because you're all minors, but I'm telling you, I'll get David. David, David, where are you, buddy? I need you, David. I might need you to punch somebody. We, we have to endure cat people, okay? Like, if we can endure cat people, we can endure any. We have to endure New England Patriots fans. You guys aren't making it to the playoffs. Deal with it. There's so much that we have to endure, You have to endure people that stare at you for no reason. Does that bother anybody else? They're just looking at you, and you're like, am I cute or is there a problem? (laughs) Like, we have to endure so much. Like, and this year, oh, my goodness, the things that we have endured. We've endured a global pandemic. We've endured wearing masks, feeling like you're suffocating every single place that you go. And that's not like a statement about masks. Wear a mask if you want to. Um, And we've had to... We've had to endure di- distance learning. Like, I don't even know what that means. Uh, virtual, le- like, we've had to endure, like, so many different things. We, we, this year, we lost, like, possibly the greatest athlete of all time. In my opinion, the best basketball player of all time. Like, we had... Killer hornets, like the topic all like the world, like the world is going crazy, and then like also killer hornets. Like, what? We've had to endure so much this year. But guess what? Here you are. You made it. Look at your neighbor say you made it! You made it! Like we have endured this. And you know what? Come back, kids. We endure struggle. Jesus from day one was struggling. You know what was happening when Jesus was born? There was this psychotic, out of his mind, like power drunk, authoritarianism figure who was killing, literally killing, all the firstborn baby boys. Because he had heard of the prophecies of like this... This king of the Jews coming and like what he was going to do and how powerful he's going to be and people were going to follow him. And he was so like, oh, I don't want anybody to take my power. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kill every single firstborn baby boy. And so they started like, he started searching. His name was Herod. He started searching for Jesus because he heard that he was born and he sent the wise men. Then the wise men had to like dodge him because he was trying to get information out of him. All this crazy stuff. And Jesus, day one of his life, he is having to endure a murderous Lunatic, And he made it. He made it. Why? Because Comeback Kids, we endure struggle. When everybody else is giving up, we press on. We stand firm. I I wrote it down like this. Comeback Kids, endure the storm. Comeback Kids, they conquer the storm. The storm doesn't conquer them. And I'm just to say, like, if you're sitting here, look at you. You've conquered the storm, not the other way around. You've conquered the storm, not the other way around. I love the way First Corinthians 15 58 says. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. How can you stand firm? How can you stand firm? Um, has anybody anybody lived out of state? Like, not currently, obviously, here you are. Um, But you ever lived out of state? Did anybody live in a place where there were tornadoes? Like, people are like, oh, my gosh, California, you have earthquakes. Bro, you have tornadoes. These things just, like, shoot, and take your whole house away, like, like, I, uh, you're terrified of, like, a picture falling off the wall, but, like, you got Wizard of Oz stuff happening, all right? <laughs> crazy people. I, I went and I visited my stepbrother and sister in Kansas one one year during the summer, and um, in the middle of us playing baseball, in the middle of this park at this field, like, there was this crazy storm, and then it went silent, the sky looked green, it was weird, and then the tornado warning siren started going off. It was the eerie, and I was like, and I was like what is that? And my was like, oh, it's just my little brother who lives in Kansas. Like, no big deal. There's just a tornado coming. I was like, ah! I started sprinting straight back to the house. Like, I was so scared, right? Like, so scared. You know, you don't start building a bunker when you see the tornadoes right over there. Like, oh, tornado. Let's start digging this thing for the bunker. I got to get ready, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? No, no, no. You know what you, you, know what you do? You prepare For the trial that you're not yet in. So come on, write. if you're taking notes, write that down. Prepare for the trial that you're not yet in. Prepare for the trial that you're not yet in. I wrote it down like this. Do what others won't today so you can endure what others can't tomorrow. Do what others won't today so you can endure what others can't tomorrow. Well, how do you train for a trial or a tragedy you're not yet in? You're doing it right now. One of the things, you're doing it right now. You're in community. You're in church. You're sitting under God's word. You're taking time to strengthen your faith. Strengthen your relationship with God. Strengthen the hope in your heart that you have for life because you know that your, dyna- your dynasty, your destiny, your life is tied to a creator, to an all-powerful God. And you're strengthening that relationship. So then when a trial comes, it's like, I'm just going to stand firm because it's like, I have this anchor. And I'm just kind of kind of immovable oh man this sucks don't get me wrong like we're not like psychos we don't like we're not like oh dude quarantine and covid was so dope such a vibe like no we're not freaking weirdos but we're just like oh yeah like you know when it hit it kind of swayed me a little bit but i'm like i'm anchored i'm immovable i'm gonna stand firm because that's what comeback kids do they endure struggle let me tell you this um this is for somebody because this year I can't tell you how many times I've heard this statement. I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I'm not strong enough. Can I just tell you tonight like I wish I can I wish I like had the budget to get a little personalized mirror for everybody so you in this moment can look at yourself? Um, but you are here. you made it. You have conquered every single one of your worst days, and you're still here. You're stronger than you think. You made it. Like, you are you are absolute. Because some of us, we get into this pity party where we just think, I'm not strong enough. I just can't do it. I can't go on. I'm not going to make it. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not faithful enough. I don't read my Bible enough. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't even own a Bible. Like, it's cool. Get the Bible app. Like, what? You have made it past every. Think of the worst day that you've had in your entire life. That worst day that all of us have one. Where it's like, yeah, like I wish I could get that one back. That day sucked, right? Like the worst day. Well, guess what? You're still here. You're stronger than you think you are. Amen. Hey, as the band comes up, as we start wrapping this up, um, not only not only do do we bow down because. Comeback kids are humble. We stand out because comeback kids don't fit in. We stand firm because comeback kids endure struggle. Number four, we step up because comeback kids are hopeful, not hopeless. Now, some of you, some of you are looking at like, Corey, I thought you did honors English. You spelled hopeful wrong. No, no, it's intentional because we are full of hope. And I, I, I'm sorry, I do not, get down with this hopeless stuff that's going on. I do not, I, I cannot subscribe to this notion that like, oh, I just want to get through 2020. Can we just fast forward to the end of 2020 and like just get this over with because it's been a disaster. It's been so terrible. I hate my life. I hate everything in it. This is horrible. This is awful. No, 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 no. We as Comeback Kids, we are hopeful. We are filled with hope. We are not hopeless. And now this is why this is so important because in a, Hopeless day and age, we have the hope that the world is looking for. We have the answer that the world is looking for. It's finals week. Imagine you knew someone with the answer to every finals that you had to take. Well, guess what? You have the answer to every single question on planet, every single struggle, every single uh, piece of anxiety or depression or addiction or desire. Everything, you have the answer. And his name is Jesus. Christmas 2,000 years ago is the reason that we... Have hope. Listen to this. It's kind of the summary of the Christmas story, and it's incredible because in the book of Isaiah, it was written more than 500 years before Jesus was even born. This was God's way of calling eight-ball corner pocket. but This was always intentional. I knew this was going to happen. This wasn't just like a bank shot that happened to go in. He says this: Isaiah chapter nine, verse number six. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God everlasting father the prince of peace his government and its peace will never end he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor david for all eternity the passionate commitment of the lord of heaven's armies will make this happen and i don't know about you but reading that just fills me with hope i want to be a person of hope you ever meet someone who like just lights up a room When they walk out, (laughs) I don't want to be that person. I want to be the person that when I walk in, people feel a little bit better. I want to be the person. You know what? Like one of the biggest, biggest compliments that like I I hear sometimes is, I don't know, Corey, it's just like I always feel better after I hang out with you. I just I just feel better. I just feel better about myself better about life i just feel better we should all have that because if we have christ in our hearts then we have hope we are hopeful not empty we're not hopeless we're hopeful and it's all because of a child that came two thousand years ago that we have this hope i love what our pastor says he says um He says, you can't give someone something that you don't have. But if we have hope, we can give it to people. We can give it to people. And hope changes things. So if we have hope, and hope changes things, then as comeback kids, we can also change things. I remember um, in Elsinore, there was somebody, uh, there was a student that we had named, named Rudy. And Rudy was like... Rudy, like, anybody have a friend? Anybody have any friends that, like, your friend is like, I love you, you're awesome, but you also might steal my wallet? <laughs> that, was, that was Rudy. Like, Rudy was like, he had just gotten saved at the church, the youth ministry and stuff. And he had just got saved, right? So he was like, holy, but also still pretty hood. Like, Rudy was like, uh,. Like I want to take you to play basketball with me, but I'm too scared that you're gonna fight everybody on the basketball court. That was Rudy, but Rudy was like a sweetheart, and to him, his friends was his family. And I remember I took Rudy to Arizona with me one time. We went to this conference, and and at this point in time, we had we had known each other probably a year and a half, two years, and and I'd met um some of Rudy's family. Really rough kind of upbringing and uh, rough family and uh, pretty broken sort of family, and and um, I I just remember like uh. I remember God kind of just putting on my heart, like, like just constantly just compliment Rudy, like, tell him you're proud of him, tell him you love him, because he's not getting that. I remember Rudy was like so like, like I'm a pretty like, lovey person, like cuddly and like so much so that like a lot of my like manly guy friends are like Corey stop, like stop giving me a back massage, dude, and I'm like, come on, I love you, man, like give me a hug. They're like, dude, you're weird. Like, well, forget you. I just love you, okay? So I would always, like, hug Rudy, and I would always just mess with him and be like, Rudy, I know hugs are your favorite, man. And he'd just be tense, like, stop hugging me. Like, and I remember we went to Arizona. We climbed this mountain on the last uh, night of the conference. We got to the top. We see all of Phoenix, like, the lights. It's probably 10, 11 o'clock at night. And um, we get to the top of the mountain, and I look over, and Rudy's crying. Rudy doesn't cry, okay? I look over, and I'm like... I mean, the mountain wasn't that big, man. Like, (laughs) are you, like, really proud of the hike? Did you just overcome some, like, personal goal? Was this, like, a check off your bucket list to climb a random mountain in Phoenix? What's going on? And Rudy looks at me and goes, Corey, did you know you're the first person to ever tell me that they're proud of me? Bro, I was like, oh, my gosh. Fast forward. Um probably two, three years. Rudy's still with us at the youth group. Grew up, became a leader. He's helping us run the youth ministry. Our last service at our church where we had let the students know, man, God's called us to this new season. And man, it's so bittersweet to say goodbye, but we're so excited for what God has in front of us. And and uh, we just kind of gave the service over to to our leaders and said, hey, whatever you guys want to do, like give me 15, 20 minutes to preach. So that means like 30, 40 minutes at least. Um, and I was like, Uh, um, but like whatever you want to do, Rudy gets up and he's one of the people who just wanted to share something our leaders were kind of sharing um, and a handful of students were sharing things uh, and one of the things Rudy said, he gets up and he says Corey, if God didn't send you into my life I absolutely would have committed suicide I wouldn't be here today if you didn't come into my life we change things It's not because we're awesome. It's not because we're amazing. It's because we're humble. We just live like this, God, however you want to use me. I didn't Oh, like, I told Rudy, proud of you, man. I didn't even tell Rudy, I love you, because guys don't do that. We go, love you, dude. We take I off of the front of it, and we have to say dude or man at the end of it, because if not, you just feel awkward. That's all I did. Love you, dude. Rudy, man, I believe in you. Sometimes you might feel like nobody else does, but I do. It's just this, like, really humble, like, you know, because um, serving Jesus means doing things that aren't glamorous enough to go on your Instagram. It means setting up nine square outside every single day of 2020 because, like, we're going to hit around this funny ball and yell at each other and have this crazy cool time and that might usher somebody into a moment where they can have a God. It means dragging out a ping pong table or a foosball table. It means just standing at a door and greeting people. It means just telling that person that you know for a fact their parents aren't saying they love, you, love them so you're just saying, hey, love you. It means praying for people that you know no one's praying for them. And through that, come back kids, we change things is we're just carrying this hope that we have to a dying world that has no hope. And we don't have to overcomplicate it. Look, like... You don't have to be the preacher. Like, there's there's a preacher right here. JJ preaches. Kai preaches. My wife preaches. we got plenty of preachers. You don't, you don't have to be the preacher. Maybe you will one day. But you don't have to be a preacher. You don't, you don't have to be the person. Like, please, for the love of God. Like, we stand out. For sure we stand out. We're not weird. Like, for the love of God. Don't go, like, to your school and stand first day back at school. Stand on, like, your school benches and be like turn or burn like no don't be a weirdo okay there's enough weird christians amen okay we don't need any more weird christians all right like no there's no one saying but i'm saying you stand out and you just take this hope just let it be like like I, the other day uh, i texted kai the other day uh we had, we had hung out on a thursday night a few of us and uh randomly like the day before this isn't even in my notes bear with me you guys it's the last service of 2020 um but I walked in, uh, if you don't know, Kai Thompson, one of the best dudes you'll ever meet in your entire freaking life. Uh, he, he was in our school and ministry room. He's, uh, he's one of our school of ministry students. Like, we don't call them interns. They're kind of like interns. And he's one of them. And I go in there, and he has this, like, huge, like, looks like a blanket, but, like, a blanket that you would wear. It wasn't a Snuggie, but, like, kind of, you know, it's super fluffy. And what's the, like, you know, like, that first stuff? That sometimes on the inside of jackets. It's like, you know, some denim Some denim jackets have it. I have one like on the hood. They have that like super fur. Well, had that, but like on steroids, like super fluffy and just like super comfortable. And I was like, where'd you get that? It's he's like, oh, you know, it was in community care, but we can't give it away. So like, I don't know. I was like seeing if anybody wanted it. And I was like, dude, you know me, your boy's always coldies. I could use that. Like we go to like In-N-Out and stuff after youth and we have to sit outside right now because the COVID's like, i would i will wear that <laughs> i got it and i was like hey amber look what i got for you, <laughs> you know, i was like uh, let's just leave it in the car anytime we go out to eat we'll have something to stay warm i'm driving back from having uh hung out thursday night it's friday morning we just went to the press shout out press give me some free coffee love you um i'm driving home and you guys know the vons at the bottom of the hill right here um so like secret there's a secret passage you don't have to go to Winchester and turn, like, deal with the, the intersection. You go behind, past the gas station, and there's like the little Irish restaurant. You can go past that and go up the street right there. I always do that. So I'm going, I'm doing that, and I, and I drive in and I see there's a homeless guy uh, right by the gas station with a sign, and his sign says, "I'm freezing at night and need more clothes." And you know, typically, a sign say like homeless, hungry, something like that. But when I read that. Dude, like as a, as a guy who's like always coldies, um, that just hit me. And I remember one time we did a, when we were interns, we did this mission trip to San Francisco, and one morning at like 4:30 in the morning. The ministry directors broke into like our rooms and said, "Give us your phones. Give us all your money. You're going to be homeless for the day. For the next 12 hours, you have to leave and you can't come back. Here's two dollars in quarters. Go figure out being homeless for the next 12 hours." And I remember for me, one of the biggest struggles was just being cold, because San Francisco's cold that time of year that we were there. It was cold, and that was one of the big. So I saw this guy's sign, and immediately I thought of the fluffy jacket that was sitting my truck. He turned around, and pulled over, hopped out. I grabbed the uh, I grabbed the jacket. I jumped back in my car. I pulled over. I was like, hey, dude, come here, come here. And I was like, dude, I, I haven't even worn this. My friend Kai gave it to me. Um, dude, do you want this? Like, it'll probably help keep you warm. And he's like, what is it? He's like, oh, dude, like, I, yeah, for sure, man. Like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, dude, take it. He grabs it. He walks around my car. I didn't even see her, but his wife was sitting right over here on the curb. He goes, and she goes what is that and he kind of shows her he's like look it's like this big fluffy like jacket thing and like excuse me if like you're oversaved and you can't handle the fact that there's some people in the world that would ever use curse words but she's so excited so stoked she's like what is that she realizes this huge fluffy jacket that'll help keep her warm and she's like oh f yeah i'm like oh my gosh dude like a jacket I paid nothing for, immediately, like, pull over, and I text Kyle, like, bro, you gotta hear about this, because you played a part in this, you gave it to me, because the Lord knew I was gonna drive by this guy, and I was gonna, and Kyle was like, dude, I rolled into the, to that, the the same area to go get Subway, and I saw the guy sign, and God just put something on my heart, like, man, give this guy your sweater that's in the back of your car, he's like, I went, and I got my sandwich, and I couldn't shake it, so I drove right back over there, I went to look for him, and the guy was gone, and I was like, no, dude, well, you know what I was gonna be? Faithful, I was gonna do it, but God, He's just gone, and now you told me this, so I did give a jacket to him. It's just like I gave it to you, so you could give it to him. Don't overcomplicate changing someone's life. That dude is what the dude's wife is warm because they. Some dumb jacket that we probably never would have worn. But God put it in our hands because he knew that our hands were the one that would go and give hope to somebody. You have something you can give to somebody. You have hope. You have a word. You have a hug. You have an I love you. You have an I'm proud of you. You have a you're going to join my friend group because you don't have that many friends. So we're going to be your friends. You have a you've been getting bullied by six stylish Latinas. Guess what? You are not going to bully you. We are here to build you up, not beat you up. We are about this. We are not about catchy, like catchphrases because they sound cool. We are about this. And, man, we are going to be family to people. We're going to bring hope to people. And while the whole world and all of your friends are thinking 2021 was a disaster, 2020 was a disaster, 2021 is going to be even worse, we're going to be like, no, because we have Dumb, fluffy jackets in the trunks of our car. We have words for people. We have friendship. We have love. We have a word that says that there's a God of the impossible that loves us. The creator of the universe come as a baby. Just to say, I love you that much. And maybe tonight you walked in hopeless. Tonight. Can we just give you Hope. God loves you, he's got a plan for you, all you have to do is say yes to that plan, you're going to have that opportunity right now, would you do me a favor, would you bow your head, would you close your eyes one more time this year, one more time, maybe you're in this place and that's you and you're like, yeah, I want that, I want that relationship, I want to know that God, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to respond in a really simple way. I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, if you need hope, if you want to say yes to this phenomenal God who loves you so much, you want to say yes to his plans for your life, when I get to three, I just want you to raise your hand and put it right back down if that's you. This is your night. This is your moment. You're just saying, you're not saying yes to me. You're not saying yes to some church. You're saying yes to a God who loves you so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for your sins, for my sins, a a payment, a debt that we could not cover. He covered it for us. It's just saying yes to him. If that's you, you need hope tonight. When I get to three, you lift your hand, put it right back down. One, two, three, go. Right now. Right now. Wow. Hands up everywhere. You can put your hands down. That is amazing. I promise you, this is one decision you will never regret. The Bible, it says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and he rose from the dead and you will be saved. Long story short, that means we just pray. That's how this journey starts. It starts with words that we say with our mouths and believe in our hearts. So what we're going to do, I'm going to give you some words. I'm going to give you these words. It's your prayer. You wrap your heart around these words. The Bible's clear. You'll be saved. Hope will come and fill your heart tonight. Since we're a family, we pray together. So every single person here, would you just repeat these really simple words right after me. Everybody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. I trade hopelessness for hope. God, would you use me? Send me to this world that needs you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. Can we welcome people into God's family right now? Hey, would you stand to your feet tonight? Um, I want to end 2020 the way that we should. Worshiping God. Worshiping Jesus. And we're about to go into a song called Living Hope. And here's what my prayer is for this moment. That in these few moments, that if you are at a place where your hope tank is empty, that God, right now, God, right now, you know in a supernatural way, not in a weird way, in a supernatural way, God would just fill your heart with hope, that for those who maybe your hope tank has been emptying, you've been looking down the road, down the path, you've been looking towards 2021, like, I just don't know how my life and my situation is gonna get better. That singing, praising, and worshiping the God of the impossible, that is literal living hope, that you would just be filled with hope. And maybe, maybe today you're like in a place of like medium hope, like that God would increase that. Maybe you right now are just this like faith-filled person with incredible hope. That in this moment, God would give you even more because as hope begins to overflow out of our lives, it overflows into the lives of others around us. Amen. Hey, would you do this with me? Just close your eyes, lift your hands right there where you're at. Even in your own words, begin to worship God as we just take these last moments together this year and end the way that we should, worshiping him. God, you're so good. We praise you. We worship you. God, fill us with hope in this moment, God. You are so good. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight.
1: Christ my No! Mm-hmm.
6: have just a little bit more hope and not hope for us to just keep to ourselves, but hope for this world. Can I give you one challenge before we go in a moment? Who is God calling you to bring hope to? Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to serve them. whether you're serving them in a way of like, here's my jacket. Bro, you know it would be so sick to drive up Winchester and to see a homeless person wearing a Comeback Kids hoodie. You might serve them in buying someone a meal and befriending someone and having someone come to your house on Christmas because they're going to be by themselves. Who has got, because we're not, we're not together again until January 6th between now. But church, we are the church. Church don't end because we're not attending youth on Wednesday. Who's God calling you to bring hope to? You're going to do it, not in some big, extravagant, crazy, gnarly, intense, super spiritual way. You're going to do it like this, saying, I'm just going to serve you. I'm going to serve you in humility. Who's God calling? Maybe it's your own parents. Maybe it's as simple as holy moly. They asked you to take the trash out and you did it the first time. Maybe it's just by asking someone, how can I pray for you? Who's God calling you to serve? Who's God calling you to give hope to? I think that we could hear the most amazing testimonies in the next couple weeks if we would all just have that in the back of our minds and in the middle of our hearts for the next couple weeks in this Christmas season. Amen. Amen, amen. Amber, would you join me? Hey, as Amber comes, if you just prayed that prayer a moment ago, it's not the end of the journey, it's the beginning. We wanna do something with you called The Next Seven Days. Um, This is something that we just do as a family because we don't think you should walk faith alone. We don't. And so we created these videos called The Next Seven Days. They're super simple videos just to help you, whether you're watching online or you're in the room, we wanna get these videos to you. Either way, if you wanna walk this with us for the next week, I know they'll bless you, they'll help you. It's me in these videos just acting goofy and answering some questions that you might have about faith and praying and church and God and all of that. All you gotta do, is go to our Instagram, yth underscore, and DM us the words next seven. We'll take care of the rest. One more time, can we welcome people into God's family? So cool, man. So so many hands went up. We wanna walk with you through this. Um, I call my wife on stage because I mean, for us, this is family, you guys. You guys are family to us, and Uh, I know that for for many Christmas times, tough. And so I just want you to know for the next couple weeks, we might not be meeting and we might not see your face. Hopefully we see you Sundays and man, the Christmas uh, candlelight service, Christmas Eve candlelight service next week, Christmas Sunday, this Sunday, I'm preaching the following Sunday. So if you're not there then, you may or may not be going to hell. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny, but you will break my heart if nothing else. Um, But we really hope to see you. But if we don't, and and, and we don't see you till the new year just want to say we love you merry christmas if you need anything man dm us hit us up anything you want to let them know
5: yeah we just want you to know that we love you and we hope that you have a great christmas and you really are family to us so we love you if you need anything always
1: reach out
6: absolutely you guys we know it's been a tough year but it's the joy of our life being able to serve god by serving you by being your pastors we love you guys so 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 much and um we hope you have a great Christmas. We hope we see you again soon. But um, really quick, couple things, man. Stay connected with us on social media. I know we say, that, like, yo, follow us on Instagram. But really, it's just one of the places that we could stay connected. If you need prayer, you could DM us, hey, would you guys with the team be praying for us in this way? Man, we'd love to be praying for you. Um, if you did not get a Comeback Kids hoodie and you want one, we got a couple of sizes left. And we have a couple small
2: we
6: have some small, medium, and large left, so. Small, medium, and large left, and, and grab one there. Uh, there's a few of them left. Go hit the merch table before you get to the doors out there. Right, like right, literally, not right right now, but in just a moment. Um, we love you guys so much. Hey, really quick, I just want to say to our entire youth team, thank you. Thank you for helping make this happen and, and getting through um really not like, not just like, oh, we barely made it through 2020, but man, like thriving through a time where so many weren't. Now let me say this, man, um, I was trying to think of a cooler way to say buckle up, bucko. But 2021 is gonna be phenomenal. You do not want to miss January 6th. It'll be the third year in a row that myself, JJ, the Italian Stallion, and the very generous Kai Thompson will be tag-teaming a message that night. There will be giveaways. There will be guests in the house. they will be packing out back in the Remodel Youth Center and prayerfully at the front of the room worshiping together. Dude, God has so many plans for you. And this next year, leave with hope. We absolutely love you guys. We will see you very, very, very soon.
7: Christmas songs you love to hear Thoughts of joy and hope and cheer But mostly shopping, shopping, shopping Christmas, Christmas time is here The sleigh bells and the red-nosed deer Songs and songs we love to hear All
2: played a thousand times each year Heard this same song twenty times And it's only Halloween It's not even a
7: Christmas, Christmas time is here and Christmas songs you love to hear. Thoughts of joy and hope and cheer, but mostly shopping, shopping, shopping.
2: shopping. Christmas season, starting sooner every year. It's October, stores with plastic Christmas trees. Ransack the mall, shop until you lose your mind. Spike the eggnogs, sit back and watch Rudolph. of dreams. More Charlie time. It's time to do the Christmas King and if you can't, get dance, well that's okay. am
1: going to do the
2: All you need is a tree, some lights, about a thousand presents, wrap them up and pray for snow. Run to your closet, find your Christmas sweater, screaming carols all the way. <laughs> Make all the way to California, it's the Christmas can't and Halloween to Christmas Day. It's the most wonderful time of year, we're running mad with Christmas cheer.
1: It's not, Jewish, Jewish. It's, not
2: Jewish, Jewish. it's not fair if you're Jewish, Jewish. Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. train oh, trained, oh, oh, oh I made it out of clay. You realize that Christmas ain't the only holiday. Boy. Hey, he's right who made these laws. Look wait, here comes Santa Claus. Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Santa Santa Santa, Guys, Santa, 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 hey, Santa, do the camp camp. Come up and do the can, can, join in the parade. Kid, I'm gonna go grab some Chinese food. All you need is a tree, some lights, about a thousand presents wrapped up muppet paper snow. Run, Run to your closet, find your Christmas sweater, screaming. caramels all the way, la Friends all the way to Indiana. It's the Christmas can't get that's the end. Look. we should share this. Alm- but that, now that, a happy Hanukkah to you. A happy Hanukkah to you. A happy Hanukkah to you. A Merry Christmas, father's Day. And also once a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. And